You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. You can find more interviews and features at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Amelia Fruby here. Today I'm in the Chirp studios with two local artists, Danielle from Impulsive Hearts and Sophie from Fobly. They recently collaborated on a cover of Crosby, Still, Nash & Young's song, Ohio, for an ACLU benefit compilation out on Fourth Line Records. Today they've joined me in the studios to have a conversation about the cover, the current political climate, and what it feels like to be a woman in the music industry. Hmm, how did we Well, say? I have a good story about Danielle that okay. I like to tell, and... Um, I think this, possibly this marked the beginning of our friendship. Um, we were playing a show at The Hideout, one of my old bands, or band oh. I was in, and I was coming from a grad school class, so I wasn't going to make sound check, and Danielle stood up on the stage <laughs> with like four dudes that were in the band and <laughs> started singing, I suppose, so she could sound check for me. Right, and I only knew one of your songs, and so I... and. I, I felt like maybe you just sang a note, but I was like, I don't know what this word is. And so I was like, ah. but then, and then I, Ian was like, no, she sings much quieter and like much whatever. And I was like, so we we're sound checking and I was, yes. But I remember actually a different hideout. The first time that I, I remember the first time that I met you was at that She Speaks in Tongues show and videotape. And we were all sitting outside afterwards and I was like, girl geeking and being like hi no that's not we met we met the first time i saw you play at the hideout (laughs) oh no that can't be true really not the first time you played but you were playing i can't remember who you were with basically we just went to the but i i guess so i i stopped danielle as she was like walking through the crowd i was like hey i really liked your music oh that was so nice you really did so yeah and then i don't when we started i don't remember how we started kind of collaborating um, we've just been on a few bills together over the years with different yeah. projects. I feel like oftentimes if you're a woman in music, you get billed with other women in music that mm. are similar styles. So then after a while, it's like, oh, I know this person, which is kind of a nice side to whatever bigger issues in music. Um, but collaborating on this was directly after, um, Trump's election and you were playing at Cafe Mustache. Yeah. And I had gotten an email from a friend that wanted um, us to do cover songs or wanted, asked if Impulsive Hearts would do a cover song. And I was at a point where I, we record most of all, all of our own music. And I was like, I don't want to go figure out how to record drums. I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> but I wanted to contribute to it in some way. And I think that's how we initially started talking about it. Yeah, I mean, playing with you just had a lot of appeal to me, whether we're, like, yeah. strumming songs in your closet or whatever <laughs> that room is. That is <laughs> a second the bedroom of my home. Okay. <laughs> it is kind of like a closet. Uh, it is a, it's a very small. All the rooms in my house are very, like, all the bedrooms are, like. That's cool. So, we like, we just kind of vibe well together. And so when Danielle brought up the idea of um, doing this, song for the compilation she said let's do a protest song and we started talking about um or brainstorming what songs we could do and what songs we like too yeah i feel like but i feel like crosby stills and ashley young 
was like one of the first ones that we talked about too. And it was one that I was immediately drawn to yeah. because I've always liked their music and I like that song in particular. Um, and stuff that I think we both grew up with too, in a way. And it also just seemed really appropriate um, if we talk about the history of the song and what it's really about. I think we know that history has a way of repeating itself and um, the feelings and emotions that I get from that song feel really relevant to today. I mean, the shootings that took place at Kent State in Ohio, um, they were National Guardsmen that opened fire on these students protesting. Um, they were protesting the Vietnam War, specifically the invasion of uh, Cambodia at a time, I suppose, when it felt like the war was coming to an end. Um, and I suppose things escalated and the guardsmen were up atop, on the top of a hill and they opened fire and um, killed four people. And I suppose in our, like in our generation, we see this police brutality, and in this instance, it's military. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what the song is about. Um, somebody took this really gruesome photo of a, of a woman standing over this boy's body that's just like bleeding out, and that's the picture that Neil Young was reacting to. Um, and this is a really interesting quote that I found today. And he says, there we were reacting to reality, dealing with it on the highest level we could, relevant, immediate, and named names and pointed the finger. Um, and I like, to, I like to think about when he says reacting to reality and dealing with it on the highest level we could, relevant and immediate. This is kind of the way I like to approach music is just reacting to something and exploring this feeling and where that might take Mm -hmm. um, a song because when we when we recorded it what was it February I want to say it was the beginning of February so Trump had been in office whatever x amount of days mm -hmm. and like so I felt like it was some it felt like something that I was directly able to do because I I participated in um the anti-Trump mixtape that Impossible Colors put mm -hmm. out and that felt kind of empowering just because it was a new song. It was something that was very much like about Trump. And so for me, I feel like this was kind of continuing in that same vein so that I'm trying to be or trying to continue to be like political and mindful of my music and the way that I can utilize kind of mm -hmm. art, art skills, talents, whatever for good and more so of it. Yeah. Um, so I think there's this sort of feeling of helplessness that many of us experienced yeah post-election of like how the hell like what can I do I don't have the means to do anything major like so right what other things can I do besides like protests in the streets and I guess maybe even to like to continue that sort of stuff so that um it doesn't die out and so mm -hmm. that there's like a continued opposition um and I feel like this, especially this song, is kind of a voice for that as mm -hmm. far as like um, continuing that conversation and that thread so it doesn't go away and it doesn't die out. Because um, I feel like if we don't, then it's just I don't know, silence and then people think that it's okay, maybe. So even though it's like a pretty song and that's sort of what I wanted it to be, I feel like it's... You know, it has a, it certainly has like a different sound 
than the original, obviously, but it, to me, it feels like it kind of contains a similar emotion. Mm-hmm. Especially, I feel like, in the vocal parts, like, just because, um... I mean, there's this incantation of four dead in Ohio. It's repeated at the yeah. end, and it's very eerie. And looking at, like, I was just, I went back and looked at some of those pictures today in preparation for this interview. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's so reminiscent of what we're seeing today. And that is troubling, I think. I think we just like pair nicely together as far as like um, being at ease with one another and being able to like try different things and this might be kind of embarrassing but let me try this anyway yeah right Um, I don't know if I would attribute it to like us being female or something Um, but yeah I mean it's it's I've played with I guess lots of different people and like their bands um and I think me finally doing my my own thing my own project that is Fovely has just made me feel like more comfortable and more in control and more confident um about my abilities and lack thereof um I'm like comfortable just owning what I can do and what I can't do and what I can try to do mm-hmm. um and I I generally think our music scene here in Chicago is pretty supportive um, and pretty open. I mean, there's so many women musicians. I feel like I play with, I almost play with like mostly women, women on bills, like. Yeah, but I do think that that in some ways is based on booking stuff more than, like, because I do think that, you know, oftentimes they'll see a picture and then just say, oh, well, these things will go together. Mm -hmm. Or if you have a female singer and another female singer, then all of the stuff in between will work. I don't know. I'm not, I guess I prefer that oftentimes to other random bills that you might get thrown on with people that you, I don't know. I feel like maybe it's just the booking person in a way, and it depends on who you are able to work with. And Mm -hmm. that's how you get booked for anything is kind of a bizarre, I don't know, when it works out, when it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, um, But yeah, I guess I, I do feel supported in the scene oftentimes, but I do think that there's still so much that needs to change that, like even from just sound guys saying dumb things and I don't know. I feel like I've seen you experience it. Maybe. Ooh, give me an example. But I feel like I've seen, like, I know that I've seen you experience. Oh, okay. I know. I'm scared. <laughs> no, remember that um, that show at Quenchers where it, uh, this is actually, I think, my favorite thing that I've ever seen you do on stage. Oh. <laughs> when you were like, hey, if you want to have a conversation, 
get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, like leave. Like, and just on stage, it was just very like, you guys are talking loudly and it's hard for me to play a show right now. And this is well, it's like not appropriate etiquette. It, the music is so quiet and so delicate. It wasn't a full band. It was just me and uh, my, my friend. And these two guys came in and they were just so blatantly loud and it was so rude and it was so uncomfortable and I was totally losing focus so I just said I said hey like go to you know go to the bar like I think that's actually what you said I think so disrespectful yeah so yeah that's a good example I'm glad you thought of that because I totally you know yeah but I think in a way too like you stood up for yourself in that scene Mm -hmm. and like I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I have usually a lot of people that on stage with me that are very loud. Yeah. So, like, I don't have this. Like, if somebody's talking, I can, I guess I'm just like, well, I'm just going to play louder, maybe. Yeah. Um, which which I, is hard to do. Right. Which wouldn't really work for what no, I was playing that like, night. But right, right. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to know. It's like, are those guys being sexist or are they just idiots? Or is it yeah. a combination of the two? Right. You know, I, I don't want to like attribute everything that goes wrong with a, a man to it being sexism. And I don't think it's fair to do that. Um, I want to like close off that option either. But mm-hmm. but I think but I think you doing what you did is empowering to see. And maybe yeah. that's the the thing to like how you're making a difference in the scene, if you will, because then maybe somebody like me will go, oh, well, if I'm playing a solo show and somebody's being a creep, mm-hmm. you know, then I'll, maybe I'll have the strength to say something and not, you know. Yeah, I think out. like for an average person standing in the audience, they might not realize how how difficult it is to stand in front of people and like open yourself up and um it's not something that I take lightly and it's hard to do and I just hope that for like 45 minutes or however long a set is somebody will just connect and maybe feel a little bit better about something in their lives mm-hmm. right or feel something yeah which they weren't <laughs> they weren't feeling no, they weren't. They weren't. <laughs> but it's a place that you know that's the reason that there's another thing. yeah ten soldiers and You can find this and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.